You've probably heard it all before, but this time, let Dr. Lanker connect the dots in a way that makes the Christian faith come alive. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Lanker, and I'm here to help you connect the dots. As a pastor and professor for the last 30 years, I want to help you not only understand the Christian faith, but to make it a transformative part of your everyday experience. Join me as we connect the dots. So in our last episode, we learned that sanctification isn't about trying to be holy as much as it is about being with the Holy One who then makes us holy as He is holy. And we talked about how that word holy is hagios in Greek, which is often translated as saint. And so believers in Jesus, those who have become his children, are called saints throughout Scripture. And if they're saints, then this leads us to an important question, because this is something that we talk about or refer to regularly within the Christian church. Are we sinners who just do good things, or are we saints who somehow keep doing bad things? The, the statement of our identity and how we refer to ourselves is actually very important. And we see this in Paul's letter to the Corinthians, a, a church that would be comparable to modern-day Las Vegas, when he writes to them and he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting in verse 14, For the love of Christ controls us, having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all, so that they who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. That Living for Christ, being his, is is kind of this long way of saying they've been sanctified to him. They're now his possession to use for his own glory. And so in verse 16, Paul continues and says this, Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He's a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Those new things are a new life. The the life that we used to have has been taken away from us. Paul's going to say in Galatians 2 verse 20, I am crucified with Christ. Therefore, I no longer live. The life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. He's going to really build this point in the whole chapter of Romans chapter 6 when he says that our old self, in verse 6, our old self was crucified with him. And if something's crucified, it's dead. It's gone in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. Same thing essentially in Colossians chapter 3, which is a great passage to just read and meditate on. Essentially, what Paul is saying is that our old life has been done away with. So, if we were sinners and that has been crucified, then what does that mean? We're no longer sinners. We have a new identity. And this new identity fits with exactly what we see throughout the scriptural reference of the New Testament. After a person has come to Christ, they are never referred to again as a sinner. Why? 
because they've been sanctified to the Holy One. They're no longer known by what they were. They are now known by whose they are. And he is holy, therefore we are holy. We are his holy saints. Not because of anything we've done, but because of his righteousness, because of his perfection. And and we talked about this before in our last lesson, is, is that what he does is he places his Holy Spirit in us. And that spirit of holiness is going to work out this inner renewal in us. We see this best just a few chapters after in Romans chapter 8, verse 9 and following when he says, However, however, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit now, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. If Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. This spirit of holiness is going to work his holiness out of us as we simply live life with him, live under his control. Paul says this in the famous passage in Galatians, that the fruit of the Spirit is all these good things that follow along afterwards. Why? Because the Spirit is guiding us. The Spirit is at the center of our lives. The Spirit is who we are now at this point. So if we have now become saints, why, why do we still continue to sin? It's a great question and one that we're going to need to ask if we're really going to understand this new identity that we have in and through Jesus Christ. Essentially what's happened is, is that we have been in rebellion from God throughout our entire lives. Paul says in Ephesians that we were by nature children of wrath, that that we decided just like our great-great-grandparents, Adam and Eve, we're going to live however we want to live. When we live that life, our our bodies do what they're supposed to do. They they begin to memorize those patterns. We, We live that life. We don't even have to think about it anymore. And that's the blessing of the bodies that God has given us. And that's also the curse. Because when he brings us to himself and he gives us his Holy Spirit at the core of our being... He doesn't touch the other things. It isn't in a moment that all of a sudden my brain can go ahead and process everything that a perfect person would be able to process or my emotions are all of a sudden radically transformed. No, I I, I walk across that threshold of salvation much the same person as I entered. And so what God is doing in this process is is he's giving us his spirit to guide us from the center of our being. That's why Paul says we need to work out our salvation, to, to take it from the inside out, to be renewed by the Holy Spirit. But because we live our lives so much without thought, with just doing whatever feels right or whatever response jumps to the surface in that moment, our patterns of sin are going to be played out over and over and over and over and over again. It, it'd be like a child being rescued from the streets. You can go ahead, adopt them, pay for all of their debts to society, give them your last name, bring them under your roof, 
But that doesn't change all of the bad habits that they've developed for years. They're going to have to unlearn those. And that's the process that we walk through in this new identity. So the fact that we still continue to sin does not make us a sinner. It means that we're saints still too regularly are relying on and living from this past life that Paul is going to regularly encourage us to leave in the past and to step into our full and new identity through the empowerment of the Spirit. In order to have the Spirit really work his life into us, though, it isn't just that the Spirit is present. Paul makes that clear in Romans chapter 12 after he's explained just how great God's salvation is for all of his creation. In verse 1, he says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. And do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. We we do not become more and more like our Savior simply by having his Holy Spirit residing within our hearts. It's when the Spirit moves on our hearts, we hear and we obey, that we put into practice and we give our lives over as this sacrifice to our Master to be used. And it starts with how we think, but it goes into how we feel. It goes into every single aspect of what we do. Sanctification, being Holy as God is holy is not a passive act, just like we've seen in this concept of salvation. It is an active participation by and through the grace of God. He's going to give us everything we need for life and for godliness. He's going to set us free. He's going to take away all condemnation. He's going to place his spirit in us. He's going to give us a family to walk us through this process. But it is still our responsibility to work out our salvation with fear and trembling as he moves within us to will and to work for his good pleasure. And that's why in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul says that sanctification is a, is a process. It's a process that we pursue I love how he says it starting in verse 20 of chapter 4 when he says, But you did not learn Christ in this way, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, the tense of the verb here, it it says, you keep laying aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit, and that you keep being renewed in the spirit of your mind and keep putting on the new self, which is in the likeness of God and has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. What's going to be really easy for us is to be adopted into God's family and to simply just live from what we've always known and what we've always done and just to kind of say, you know what, I'm forgiven, that's enough. No, you want more. You want to be the people that God has called us to be. And the process that that takes is it takes this continual, lifelong process of 
taking this old life and setting it to the side and saying, that's the way I used to think. That's the way I used to talk. That's the way I used to react. But the Spirit is moving me in this direction. I am going to follow the Spirit's leading. I am going to be His vessel to work His holiness through. And as that happens, we are going to be progressively made more and more like our Savior, more and more like the Holy One who has called us to Himself. Sanctification is a great and awesome gift. It, it doesn't just open up the doors to the prison. It tells us things really can be different. And it starts with this. I call you by a different identity. You can never refer to yourself again as a sinner because I have set you free. I paid the ultimate price to set you free from sin and from death. You are now my child, my holy child. Will you call yourself and look at yourself by that identity that I have given to you? And will you live into it with me and for me today, tomorrow, and forevermore? That is the call of salvation that comes through this present act of sanctification. This is what we need to understand and put into practice more deeply in our everyday lives. And that is where we will turn next in our next lesson on sanctification. If you enjoyed listening today, please subscribe to our podcast. And if you'd like more information, please visit us at drjasonlanker.com. That's D-R-Jason-L-A-N-K-E-R. May you go in the grace of God, and may you not just understand the Christian faith, but live it more fully this week.